I'm Angelica Bell. Welcome to the NatWest Business Show. Now, today's episode is our Black History Month special. And to mark the month this year, we'll be speaking to a very inspiring black entrepreneur celebrating his success while recognising the challenges that ethnic minority businesses still face today. So joining me is Swiss, music artist and founder of Black Pound Day, an initiative that encourages people to spend their money on black-owned businesses. Now, the theme of Black History Month is Time to Change, Actions Not Words, which focuses on forward-looking positive action toward a more equal world. We'll follow that lead on today's podcast and discuss the real actions we can make to help black businesses flourish. Welcome to the show, Swiss. It's good to have you here. Now, listen, the first thing I usually do when someone comes on is ask them to tell me about their business in 60 seconds. But I'm going to change. I'm going to throw that out the window. Okay. Because I want to delve a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell me about yourself in 60 <laughs> seconds. Is that well, okay? Yeah, that's fine. Um, my name is Swiss. Um, most people know me as a member of Soul Solid. Um, group back in the 2000s, that's when we made our, um, you know, our appearance in the industry. And uh, our seminal album, They Don't Know, went platinum. And it was kind of the first album that shaped grime culture going forward. Because you never saw young black boys in an estate with big high-rise buildings and dogs, you know, in videos doing our thing. And then from there, um, you know, I was a, pre- a DJ producer in Soul Solid and um, I produced four four songs on that album, went on to do my own solo album called Pain and Music, which had my culturally impactful song called Cry. And that's basically where most people know me from. And now you know me as the founder and CEO of Black Pound Day, the biggest and most impactful black-led economic movement in UK history. I think that was 59 seconds. Well, I don't really know what I was going to say. That it wasn't 21, so it's fine. <laughs> I said I was not going to do any jokes about 21 seconds, but you did it, so that's fine. And okay. that was a tune. And I was in CBBC yeah. around that time when you guys, you know, exploded onto the scene. And mm-hmm. it, you did make a massive impact. impact. Yeah, we did. We did. You know, it was it was a great time. Um, a crew full of 35 people. You know, not all of them was on TV, but, you know, we had a great organisation as a foundation for ourselves coming out from... South London Estates, and um, yeah, doing what we loved. Well, you set your stall out. We know the start of it. I mean, it would have changed your life. Mm-hmm. But activism has always been in your core, hasn't it? Yeah, most definitely. I was impacted most by artists like Nas, Tupac, you know, not so much Keros, one he's in my mind, but not so much him. Maybe later on when I discovered him. But, you know, artists that had a socially and culturally conscious um, character, brand, content, you know, and those were the songs that always moved me. Um, I came up as part of the church, Pentecostal church, and communities at the core of that. And so, um, yeah, that that has stayed with me and became part of my character, um, you know, moving in from music into more of an activism stance nowadays. So it wasn't really reinventing then for you. It was almost sort of like sort of morphing into the person you are in a different environment. Yes, evolving um, into, you know, a new environment and bringing some of my um, some of my uh, my character with me. I don't know how else to put it, but yeah. Because yeah. it wasn't always visible that that was who I was. But, you know, through the music that I did, like on the second Soul Solid album, I had a song called Broken Silence. Mm-hmm. It went top 10. Yeah. I wrote that myself. That was, you know, very empowering for me. And it kind of was a song that hit back out of the media you know, about some of the stuff they were blaming us for. And I was kind of given some context around where we came from and how we grew up and why things um, affected us the way that they did and why sometimes um, we present 
as a culture sometimes in certain ways, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was my socially conscious song that went top 10, felt good about it. And, you know, as I said, going on to make the album, my solo album, that kind of shaped the sound and message of that album as well. And this message that you've written about has always been part of you, obviously, with your upbringing. It's sort of been the driving force of what you're doing now, isn't it? Yeah. With Black Pound Day. Yeah, most definitely. So before we explore that and we talk about it a bit more, Mm. I just wanted to know how you've managed to separate Swiss the musician (laughs) from Swiss the businessman because, you know, everyone will know you from being in the crew. Mm -hmm. But how have people... You know, adapted to sort of this move and this change. That I think you've... it's more easier to accept, to be honest, because you have quite big artists that are great business people, like Rihanna, like Jay Z, like Diddy, like Kanye, um, and I see it more as a harmonizing rather than separating. So I'm kind of harmonizing um, me as a brand and as a musician and my business side and business acumen of of me, and uh, and basically just representing that in a different way. But as I said, there's that consistent thread of what I always represented in there as well. So it doesn't seem disjointed. Yeah. So let's talk about Black Pound Day. Yeah. And where it stemmed from and where it's at now. Okay, so Black Pound Day started as an announcement I did in my car, literally after the murder of George Floyd. Actually pulling back a bit. So basically, once George Floyd was murdered, no, even going back further before that, in 2014, Eric Garner died at the hands of the police and um i created a song i was really angry my thing is not really to march or to you know it's always to put my thoughts in expression through my music so i created a song called can't breathe which is the words he uttered you know and i put that out and basically six years later another individual from the same country um george floyd uttered the same words i can't breathe so i was like you know what do i do here so what i did was i put out the audio of me um, reenacting and being uh, Eric Garner. And then in 2020, I reenacted a video being George Floyd because they both said I can't breathe, died in a similar situation. And so I brought that together, done a video, um, presenting myself as um, George Floyd in the video. And it almost felt like a more digestible way that people could use to... um, to to digest that event that happened as opposed to actually watching the real event you know so that was good so it kind of racked up about almost 200,000 views um, on YouTube and then from there I said you know what? I'm going to put this idea out that I had you know um, back in 2012 I thought this idea called Black Pound Day where the black community will come together support each other and I mentioned it to a friend I didn't have the resources at the time to actually fulfill that idea but it was one of those things on the back burner so you know Lo and behold, here we are. Um, George Floyd has been murdered. We have the protesting and the marching in the street, but we can't do that forever. You can't keep your fist in the air forever. So I propose once our fists come down, they go into our pockets. We support black businesses and we do that once a month. And that's basically where the idea of Black Pound Day comes from. So it's for all cultures and communities to support black businesses or be reminded to support black businesses on the first Saturday of every month. And here we are two years later with a store in the biggest centre in Europe, which is Westfield. Yes, Westfield, which you, and you personally go down and run it. I do. You stock the shelves, mm-hmm. you know, you feel that passionate about it. And then t- let's talk about the businesses in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's 80 plus businesses in there. We have categories ranging from skincare and beauty for women and men, um, toys and accessories for children, 
um, home entertainment for families, um, kitchen and homeware as well. And um, yeah, as I said, there's 80 plus businesses in there. So we get a plethora of customers coming in, obviously not just the black community. Um, we get the Arab and Asian community, East Asian, South Asians, um, North Africans, not so much phenotypically black people yeah. that come in that have a connection to black culture and they see themselves in the shop, you know? So, um, yeah, so our business proposition that we're presenting to the uh, public um, is very engaging and people are happy to come and spend. So this is all about promoting black businesses. But what do you think are the main hurdles those businesses face today? I think, first of all, working together as a community. You know, that's our biggest hurdle. Um, and that's why Black Pound Day um, was needed so much. And that's why it's so, so um, positive and so... Um, successful so the first thing is we have to work together as a community see ourselves as a community not just a business community but within context of a wider community so the businesses that you're starting or engaging with has a purpose in solving some of the problems in your own culture right. you know because no one else is going to do that except you you know so that's the first thing so you know access to funding is very important for us and is one of these um, hurdles that we face access to professionals that have information that will be very valuable for black businesses uh, to develop is needed. You know, we often don't have those individuals in our community. They're in other communities and it's hard to access those people sometimes. So that's um, one of our hurdles too. And yeah, that's, that's free that are very important. Also getting um, help and support from the local authority. You know, we're working with a local authority at the moment and um, we, we've got a, a survey that we're getting businesses to fill out. And some of the things that's coming up is them saying that, we are not getting um, access to our local authority that enables them to help us or for us to know where to get the resources or where to get the funding to help us in the way that we need. So that's another thing that is um, a stumbling block. So why do you think Black Pound Day has had the impact it has? Um, a simple idea to understand. Um, you know, the origin story is really great. A familiar face like myself introduced it to the public. Um, it was in a time of need, something uh, a time where we needed something that we could, you know, turn our heads towards that was positive at the time. Because as I said, it happened after the death of George Floyd. And then we had the advent of the Black Square, which was taking a day off work, which was a cool idea. But I don't think it was sustainable or impactful enough to kind of take us through and change the energy of the community at the time. And so Black Pound Day was a strong enough, strong enough idea to do that. And that's why I think it was so impactful. And as I said... You know, as well as myself being a familiar face, you had other familiar faces in my network in which I asked them to do a short video, you know, promoting the movement and engaging their um, audiences as well. And then since then, I've spoken to businesses uh, that were impacted by, by Black Pound Day. And we do actually have a national survey trying to capture that data, which is on our website. If you're a black business, please go and um, engage with that survey and uh, fill it in. So it's like word of mouth because there's businesses out there, but if you don't know where they are, exactly, you That's can't invest in them. It's visibility because I could be on Oxford Street and my intention is to go to Foot Locker and then to go to um, H&M to buy something. But then I walk past a shop that I've never heard before and just because it's there and just because it's visible, I'm going to go in there and probably spend if I see a nice jumper in the window that I want to buy. So it's the same thing um, with, you know, black businesses. We just need to be more visible. People do not know we're out there because the products that we have and the cultures that sit behind those products mean that they're unique. And people are usually going to these 
exotic black spaces or countries to have fun and engage with those cultures. But they can also do it here through the products that these entrepreneurs are pulling for inspiration from those cultures and just bringing it to your doorstep in the UK at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, it's uh, very important for us to be visible. And if anything, at the bottom line, that's what Black Pound Day is doing. It's making black businesses visible so can consumers can engage with them. Well, I can see you smiling. So those that's the best bit of Black Pound Day and, and, and success stories where you see those businesses grow. But are there any bad sides to having your own business? For, you know, you personally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, bad. Um, I'll say that, you know, for me, I'm a father of two. So me being able to, I don't like to use the word balance anymore. I like to use the word harmonize. So me being able to harmonize my father. Oh, that's a good word. Yeah. Can I use that as well? Of course you can. Thank you. Yeah. So to be able to harmonize my father duties and responsibilities alongside my business isn't the easiest balance to strike, especially if it's a new business. You know, we're two years in and it's not just a business. It's a social cause business. So my children know all about it. They love what I do. And for me, um, I get them involved sometimes. So they come down to the shop when I can and they help out behind the till. Amazing. And, you know, these graft. children... They need to, yeah, they need to graft. They need yeah. to graft. There, there you go. I mean, these children grew up in the technological age. So the tills that we used, it's a swiping kind of mechanism. And so my daughter's just, yeah, swipe, 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 easy, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. I'm even surprised. I'm like, wow, you actually know how to use that properly. So, um, yeah, it's great to have them down and on board and help out. And as I said, harmonizing both roles. And also sleep as well. Sleep is not an easy thing to catch, yeah. you know, when you're running your own business. Well, you said you were um, at the shop the other night, yeah. late. Yeah, I'm always there late. <laughs> stacking the shelves and stuff. Yeah, stacking shelves. Um, you know, I do, I do, I'm not there all by myself. I do get, you know, lots yeah, of help support. from my team. But you're there. But the point I'm, I'm there. making is yeah, that I'm you're there, there I'm and there. you're visible. Yeah, I'm 10 toes down. They're visible. People come in, get photos. Uh, not so much autographs, but it's all about tagging nowadays, isn't it? Yeah. Autographs were like back in... That's so solid days. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, get a picture, tag me in it, and you know, shout about how good it was to meet me. And I think that's important for me as well, as well as them and the movement, for me to engage with the community that come in so that they know that I'm there and they've kind of traveled along with us mm-hmm. along the way since the birth, since I announced, you know, the twenty seventh of June in twenty twenty will be Black Pound Day and they've come along with us all the way on the journey. And being able to spend time with me in the shop, it's just, you know, a beautiful um, experience. Yeah, no, definitely. Mm. Well, what is one thing that you wish that more black entrepreneurs knew about your business and the way it can help? I think just getting involved in um, creating marketing assets and promoting those assets up until and on Black Pound Day, you know, because it's a massive um, world that we are engaging. You know, we are... Um, we have about 145 million in terms of our impressions with the hashtag and the website and the, the term Black Pound Day, you know, 145 um, million impressions. That's a lot, you know. Yeah. And that's been built up over the last two years. And so, you know, there's a lot of people engaging on the day and throughout the month as well. You know, before it was just you'll see uh, an uplift in stats on the day. Now it's throughout the month generally. So it's becoming more normalized. So I'd say like, you know, hashtag Black Pound Day. Uh, get your business involved, make yourself visible and join the directory, blackpoundday.uk um, and we will promote you to the 50k plus um, through our social network and, um, you know, through our website as well. That gets a lot of hits. So, um, so yeah. And just to be clear, Black Pound Day is 
Once a month, isn't it? Yeah, it's the first Saturday of every month. That is Black Pound Day. And I felt like I needed needed it to have a cyclical activation because that's how you get a sustainable outcome and sustainable results. You yeah. know, if it was just once a year, it would be like, you know, Christmas or Valentine's where it, it's cool, but this is a different approach and the outcome that we want for our community is different. And you want momentum. Yeah, you want momentum, exactly. You know, and we had, um, when I first announced it, the reason why it was so impactful was because we had celebrities like yourself, you know. I don't think you've done a video for us. No, but, but I we said had, I'm going to come to the yeah, store, come to the show. and I'm going to you know help out. I'm going to do some shelves with Please you. Do. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we had a lot of um, support in the beginning, and that's the reason why I think it was so impactful because a familiar face introduced it to the public, and plus I had my network of people which were also familiar faces that could magnify that call to action as well. And it's just about promoting helping other businesses good businesses there you go that just need a little bit of a support yeah that have been historically disadvantaged you know and um, discriminated against and you know there's uh, racial reasons why sometimes these businesses don't get the access that people from other communities do at the end of the day so this is a real problem and we're trying to solve this with the movement that we have called black pound day well, this year's Swiss Black History Month is all about taking action. So I wanted to ask you to give me three steps that you give someone wanting to start up a purpose-driven business. Where should they start and what advice can you give? Three steps. <laughs> I'll say start with an idea. Start with a good idea that aligns with your purpose, your values. Yeah. And uh, write down as much of that idea as you can. You know, um, connect that idea with people that have the same values and purpose you know, and then um, create a community out of those people. Steve Jobs said, don't create a business, create a community. And those three steps are really great for being able to start a purpose-driven business or movement because um, it hits at the heart of what that actually is, you know, connecting with people, connecting with community, connecting with values, connecting with the human, and then being able to create a community out of that. Many people listen to your stories and be inspired. Mm. You know, especially with your journey, where you come from, your history, what's driven you. Are there any businesses or people, I mean, you mentioned Steve Jobs there and you quoted him, who mm. have inspired you to to continue? You know, mm. you know, you talked about sometimes, you know, there are things in life and disadvantages, you know, that we've all experienced, but mm -hmm. that keeps you going and thinks, yes, I've got to do this. Do this for me, my community, my children, my family. What, you know... Who has inspired you? I think, uh, first of all, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a, a female, Rihanna. I think with her journey moving from musician into businesswoman, it's been very inspiring because we've seen her literally grow from when she first came into the scene, signed to Jay-Z, and basically <laughs> becoming a, a billionaire, you know, in a very short amount of time and has the same financial status, if you like, as the person that signed her, which is Jay-Z. So that's very encouraging, very inspirational. She's from the Caribbean like me. I'm mm -hmm. half Bayesian. I'm half Jamaican. So, you know, there's that extra, you know. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't I'm St. Lucian. <laughs> Is it? St. Lucian, Dominican. Oh, wow. Nice. Lovely mix. Nice. I didn't know that. Did yeah. No, I didn't. But yeah. I learned something new every day. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next person I choose is, um, I say, Crept and Sasha. I think her name is with Naylor's. I think it's called Naylor's World, that product. The way he was able to bring that to market and how impactful it's, it's been as well, you know, online. Um, I haven't actually been in store. Um, I do have a, I do have X-Men myself. So I'm actually, even though it's for kids, I might actually pick it up and it's see if good. I can use yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, 
but their journey has been really impactful and they're separated, but their focus is, and attention is on their child and making a future for their child. And I think that's dope. I think that's a great example for us as humans in general, but for our community specifically, um, that they can work together, even though they're separated and have been through their ups and downs. They're working on this business and making it happen. And then my third person is Stephen Bartlett. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think that, again, I didn't know about him until he, you know, brought out, brought out his podcast, which is Diary of a CEO, and then subsequently got that position on, on Dragon's Den as well. I just think his story is inspirational. And yeah, he just seems like he's going for it, man. So he's very inspirational as well. So what's next for Swiss? Oh, what's next? Hopefully, you know, expanding regionally with the store. Um, you know, we're just acclimatising ourselves at the moment. We've been open for 13 weeks, coming up to 14. Going into Black History Month, we're hoping to, you know, continue to change how we kind of engage with Black History Month because usually it has a trauma-based kind of effect on the Black community. Whereas now you have a black store where you can come and spend and have a reward-based result from that engagement within Black Pound Day, within Black History Month and Black Pound Day. Yeah. So, um, you know, um, expanding regionally, hopefully, with our stores. And, um, yeah, just keep growing onwards and upwards. Sweet. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And, um, yeah, if you want to reach us, um, blackpoundday.uk is the website. At BPD Official is the Instagram at Black Pound Day is the Twitter and the Facebook. So please do engage with us. If you're a black business, um, join us and we can make you visible to all of our um, users. Thanks for joining me and for our guest, Swiss, for this really special Black History Month episode of The Business Show. Now, if today's episode has inspired you or if you're facing similar obstacles to what we've touched on today, head to our website to find more insights and potential solutions that could help you take action today. Make sure you follow and subscribe. Until next time.